Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an October 26th, Wednesday edition, actual basketball edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, here with you. On this Wednesday, uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday night after the Blazers played their first game of the season, which was a victory over the shorthanded but capable Utah Jazz. The Blazers win it 113-104 to 104, uh, behind a um, fantastic performance from Damian Lillard, who... Uh, his name has been mentioned in MVP talks. You know, it started with Steve Kerr, and now he has kind of owned uh, th- his chance, so to speak, to maybe make a run in a season where, as as Kerr noted when he made that statement about Damian Lillard potentially winning the MVP award in some kind of election metaphor that he had going there. But basically, his point was that this is a type of season where there's lots of guys that are bunched up on the best teams. Obviously, the first team that comes to mind are the Warriors with the uh, previous two MVPs with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on the team who both had the last three MVPs, Curry winning back-to-back and Durant the year before. And the election metaphor he made compared Damian Lillard to Gary Johnson, which a lot of people got a kick out of. But in all seriousness, Lillard did put the league on notice tonight. He finished with 39 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, it was the second highest opening night total in Blazers history behind Kiki Vandeweghe, who scored 47 in the opener for the 1984-85 season. And uh, lots of 80s things related to Damian Lillard tonight. He also finished with 39 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists, which is the first time anyone's done that in a season opener since a guy you may know named Michael Jordan. According to the Blazers PR staff, they provided us with that statistic. And Lillard was great tonight, and they needed every bit of it to knock off the Utah Jazz for while it was a game that was the opener, and many times, if you, especially if you're the Golden State Warriors tonight, you look at the opener and it's like, well, maybe it doesn't matter. The Warriors, if you were not aware, lost by 29 points in the opener to the San Antonio Spurs. But for Portland, this game was extremely important because the Jazz are going to be nipping at their heels all season long, and the Jazz made a valiant comeback despite being without Gordon Hayward and Derek Favors 
on Tuesday favors uh, a late scratch at the shoot around on Tuesday morning. So the Blazers, or excuse me, the Jazz had to start Boris Diaw, who did not look very good tonight. Um, that might be a concern for the Jazz moving forward. I think it's probably just as much uh, due to the fact that Diaw played 32 minutes and probably will not be asked to play 32 minutes on most nights when the Jazz are healthy. Trey Lyles had uh, a big shot at the end of the first half to uh, hit a three-pointer and kind of and give the Jazz some momentum after the Blazers really took it to him in the second quarter. But the Blazers let the lead slip thanks to Johnson going crazy in the Joe Johnson, excuse me, going crazy in the, in the third quarter. Johnson had 15 of his 29 in the third and the Blazers had to fight for this one because the jazz, while they were without two of their best players and probably their best, their two best two way players, because Gobert, while a monster defensively and had some good numbers tonight on the stat sheet, not the best offensive player and favors I think gives them a little bit more offensively in addition to also being a pretty good defender around the basket but you know without favors and Hayward the Jazz still took it to the Blazers George Hill played 39 minutes tonight really hounded Damian Lillard that's the other thing that I want to say about Damian Lillard's performance tonight is that George Hill is good George Hill is a really good defender he has extremely long arms, was all over Lillard all night long, hounding him off the ball whenever he had the ball in pick and rolls. He forced him into a couple of turnovers tonight, and Lillard still had a great game. And uh, that's a testament to the growth that Lillard has had, that he can be hounded by a guy that is bigger than most point guards, longer than most point guards, and is known around the league as a guy who can just disrupt a lot of stuff that you want to do. And Lillard still got 39, nine and six on George Hill and the jazz. It definitely helped the Blazers that they shot 13 of 19 from long range tonight. Alan Crabb also big off the bench with the buckets, six of 10 off the bench, four of five from three, 18 points in 29 minutes. He, he was called on a lot. Blazers mixing her up, mixing around their big men this evening with Ed Davis getting the majority of the minutes at center, but Mason Plumley only 14 minutes. He played okay, but Gobert seemed to give him a little trouble. He had you know four fouls in the in the third quarter, and then Stotts gave a chance to Myers Leonard, but that did not work out that well. Blazers still struggled in the third quarter because Joe Johnson was going ham. And if you were there tonight, perhaps you made your way to the arena or got into the arena via SeatGeek. And SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games or basketball games that you want to see up close and in person this season. And there's nothing like being in the stadium or the arena for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed deals you want for a great value. Uh, As I can attest, I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's super convenient. It grades the deals for you. It lets you know what the best prices are. You can set price alerts and 
they will let you know when prices will change or prices are going up or prices are going down for a certain event or a concert that you want to go to and they give you the most bang for your buck and they make it more convenient than ever as a sports or music fan to get the best prices uh, on tickets for the events that you want to go see and every ticket that you buy on SeatGeek, a lot of times you can get in a lot of trouble when you're buying online, but every ticket that you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence that those tickets that you are purchasing will actually get you into the doors and where you want to be. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase, and to get that $20 rebate, you must download the SeatGeek app, Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So the Blazers big man situation I think was one of the more interesting things coming into the season. And in the preseason we saw some trends and I gave the uh, scratching my chin emoji look at the rotations for Terry Stotts and the one thing that you can kind of read into or that I I have found that you can read into about what Terry Stotts might do is the preseason last game probably a good indication of where he's leaning early in the season obviously his lineups are going to be subject to change a lot but you can really only make judgments when you when you actually see them, and and I think while it's Stotts' job to throw us and everybody else off the scent when it comes to the rotation, I think it was pretty clear that he was going to go with Vonley at the end of the preseason because he was giving Vonley the nod in the last preseason game, and once again, Stotts goes with Vonley over Myers Leonard and. The trust shown by Terry Stotts and Noah Vonley was uh, rewarded by a fantastic performance. And I must say that Vonley might be a thing. Vonley, Vonley is a thing. My friend, my buddy Matt was telling me that all of the animals are getting on Noah's Ark and the the Noah's hype arc, the, the, Noah, the Noah's Ark of hype is is reaching critical mass right now. And another reason to be excited. Uh, This has been the Blazers were the surprise team of the NBA last season. And I must say that they continue to surprise again with the developments from Vonley because Vonley, to be frank, looked worse in this year's summer league than he did in his first summer league with the Blazers and he was quoted as saying that he was very disappointed in the way he played and that he wanted to do better and it seems like that disappointment has has helped because he tonight he had 11 points 5 of 5 perfect shooting shooting with confidence did not get uh, a ton of rebounds there tonight but the confidence that he's playing with is just unbelievable he got a, a post touch where he got a pick and roll, I believe it was, and he caught the ball on the roll and then just went immediately from catching the ball into a post-up on Trey Lyles and finished with a right-handed hook and made it. And 
He had that going tonight. He had the wide-open mid-range jumpers that he was very hesitant to take last year and did not make at a very good rate. Taking those without thinking and knocking them down, another play when he popped out to three, probably would have looked to swing it, and he didn't even think and just shot the ball from three and knocked it down. And this is the type of stuff that Von Ley, this is what the this is the potential this is what you know this is the stock that you bought in von Ley coming to fruition with all of the things that he can do and the variety of ways that he can attack you and defensively he probably wasn't where i would like him to be tonight but he's still so young and the fact that he's already so com- that he's so comfortable doing such a variety of things not even really thinking about it and while his defense may have slipped a couple of times. He also does things. This is the thing that I've thought about Vonley for a long time is that while being so young, he is prone to make mistakes on the defensive end. He makes up for it a lot with some natural defensive ability that I don't think many Blazers possess especially in the big man Festazili good defensive big man but Vonley is just different and he he can go out there and, and guard on the perimeter and he's younger and the Blazers have even more I think that they think that they can get out of him and just by watching him you can see that he's just starting to scratch the surface of the things that he can do but it's so crucial that he just does some positive things right now and the fact that he's scoring is very interesting because I think the conversation that is often had or at least one that I have when it comes to Myers Leonard and Oavonle is Myers Leonard's offense is really the key that really makes him a weapon if Vonley is scoring the way that he did tonight, he's not going to shoot five for five every night. But if he's doing that, and then also just being a better defender, he had a great block on George Hill tonight uh, when Hill drove into the lane, and Vonley kind of did the LeBron block on Steph. But he just can make up for it defensively. And if he can already score if his scoring and his ability to kind of pick his spots and the versatility with which he can score is coming close to matching or even eclipsing what Leonard can give you. I think Leonard is a really good offensive player, and I think the spacing that he provides just with his threat on the court is super valuable, and I don't think that teams are going to get there with Vonley very soon because he wasn't a good shooter, and I think they're right to let the averages play out. However... He can post guys up, he's comfortable dribbling the ball, and he can make plays, and he can do a lot of different things in different situations, which I think ultimately is what you want out of that position. Because that's what you want out of all your positions. That is where the league is going. That is, as David Locke says, the podfather, the NBA is going towards skill ball. And Myers Leonard is a weapon in that, he can space the court, and he's a big guy 
that does things that you normally associate with a, a stretchier player, someone who's a little bit smaller that doesn't really have a traditional position. And while Leonard at seven one two forty five center really does some things and can really make things difficult at times for opposing teams, if Vonley can already post up, dribble the ball, pass the ball, and shoot the ball on offense, it's a tough. You know, it's a tough conversation, and I think that Leonard brings whole lot of stuff to the table I would love to see them play together sometimes uh I think Ed Davis and Vonley though pretty pretty good lineup tonight was was really solid for them Vonley I don't have the lineup data in front of me from NBA.com but I'm just gonna guess that their group plus minus was really good because Ed Davis had a plus 21 plus minus and Vonley had a plus 14 that worked really well tonight I think another thing to consider for the Blazers is that that lineup has pretty good chops defensively? The one that they were playing, the ones that they were playing, whether you know Crab, Turner, McCollum, Davis, Vonley, that's a pretty solid defensive unit, and I think the Blazers could have success prioritizing defense in their second unit. It, and tonight was also a perfect case study in what. I was talking about a lot before the season started and that Mason Plumley tonight played 14 minutes and got in foul trouble. Vonley played more than he did and Myers Leonard played nine minutes. Ed Davis played 24 minutes. And I think that the Blazers are going to be doing this a lot this season where you're going to look at the box score and you'll be like the 11th guy played this many minutes and the starting center or one of the starting forwards didn't play this many minutes. Crab played 29 minutes and Harkless played 22. So it's not about, I'm glad that we, or at least I'm glad that the Blazers understand that minutes end up being more important than I guess who starts the game. And Crab played 29 minutes tonight. Harkless finished the game at the end and started the game. But this is, how signing all these guys to big money deals can work and it worked last year and I think that the fact that there's an understanding amongst the team and a knowledge that some nights it's not going to be your night but some nights it will be I think is something that won't let this team maybe be unhappy with certain situations and I and everyone being paid uh probably makes that whole thing easier obviously the leadership of Damian Lillard is is another factor to consider when everyone you know kind of buys into their roles but again the Blazers all doing that in a way and I think that all their roles are going to be shifting throughout the season if you're not Lillard and McCollum I think the, the the roles for for any given player on this team could shift on a given night. And Aminu was solid tonight. Uh, another one of the talking points that I had going into the season was how teams were going to guard him. First play, Diaw sags off of Aminu, and he gets an open three, but he knocks it down. And that got the ball rolling for the Blazers a little bit. Aminu, pretty solid night. 28 minutes, 9 points, 4 rebounds. The stretch... All the time lineup, I think, is just the right way to go for this team. But they have lots of different identities that they can lean on. 
And uh, we kind of saw that tonight with Vonley, a little bit of Leonard. Davis was all over the place, his intensity again. And uh, Davis with some great quotes after the game too, saying that uh, he thought Damian Lillard wasn't necessarily doing the his performance tonight for the Blazers as much as he was trying to put the league on notice. So uh, Ed Davis, not only with 6.7 rebounds and a plus 21, he also had some fire quotes about Dame Lillard tonight. Does it do anything to you guys when Dame says, you know, he wants to win MVP and then he comes out does 39-9-6? I mean, I... Is that, not for is me. That, you not, know, not for you. Okay. Maybe some other guys, but you know, I'm I'm self motivated. I don't need no one to motivate me. You know, I wake up every day and I'm motivated. But um, he's definitely setting the tone and he's letting. I think it's more for around the league, man. Everybody know what he can do, man. That was Ed Davis talking about Damian Lillard tonight against the Utah Jazz. Lillard, the the MVP talk. I think it's real, and he wanted to show that it was real tonight, and if you listen to Ed Davis, I think he, he's right about that, that while Lillard won't say it himself, this was one of those statement games, and also done in classic Damian Lillard fashion to make a statement when the spotlight is not on him, and so the tonight was about the Cavs, tonight was about the Warriors, and Damian Lillard ends up being the star of the night, the star of opening night. And while it's early, these are the circumstances in which Damian Lillard can win the MVP. And if if this is his year, then he's off to a fantastic start. And uh, another thing that Lillard did tonight, and not just Lillard, but CJ McCollum as well, who, by the way, had 25 points and was taking some deep threes tonight, like some of those damn deep threes. And that was interesting to see. And the other thing that Lillard and McCollum were doing is they were finishing incredible against Gobert. Gobert is the league's preeminent rim protector. And the the way the Blazers were able to go through their options, and their Blazers ball handlers especially go through their options on their pick and rolls, and then also pick the right times and execute in the ways that they did by getting the ball over Gobert's hands and up off the glass, hitting the rim in the right ways. They were spectacular tonight. And I talked about George Hill on defense, but I didn't even mention Gobert in reference to Lillard doing what he did. And this was... If this is what he's doing against the Jazz, who are have really solid defensive personnel, obviously no Hayward, no Favors hurts them. Diaw is a step slow, and Joe Johnson also probably not uh, helping you too much on defense these days. But still, the way that they were able to kind of get through those situations and maneuver around Gobert and Hill, I thought was really impressive tonight the way that they made it look so easy against Gobert tonight in the paint was just a reminder of how tough Lillard and McCollum are that no matter how tall they are 
they know how to attack you. And they did it from deep. They did it inside. They got guys involved. Evan Turner sucked tonight, and the Blazers still won by nine. And that's offensively. Turner was solid defensively and probably will be one of the better defenders for the Blazers this season. Tough night for him offensively, but Lillard McCollum tonight, um, just a clinic on what it is they can do and what they can do against the best in the league. I mean, that was a, a real challenge against Gobert tonight and George Hill to an extent. And they rose to the challenge. And it was it seems super redundant to come back to the point that Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are really good. But they are, and that's what makes this team special. And I was very impressed with the way that they attacked Gobert tonight and shouldn't be a surprise anymore but you do have to remark about it because it's still pretty impressive and you don't see these you don't see guards like this playing at this high a level uh around the league at all so uh Lillard and McCollum tonight the way they attacked Rudy Gobert I think really deserves a lot of credit the way that they were able to attack him and then also when they get to that point of attack, the way they maneuvered around him and found solves for a lot of the problems that he presents. And I think that that's just uh, a hallmark of, uh, of Lillard and McCollum that they, they understand the problem and then they find a way to solve it. And that's what they do. And that's what the Blazers do. And uh, that's probably this team's best gift is their ability to solve problems that other teams present them. And do so with consistency. And Lillard and McCollum really did a great job of that tonight against the the Utah Jazz tough interior defenders and and perimeter defenders. So, um, yeah, Blazers start one and First place in the West, tied with the Spurs. That uh, Spurs are going to not finish in the top three prediction. Not looking great for me on night one. And the Cavs, of course, also won their opener, the ring ceremony against the Knicks in a rout. The Blazers are off Wednesday, and they will play again, where things are definitely going to get weird against the Los Angeles Clippers, as things do when you play the Clippers. Blazers, Clippers, TNT, Thursday night. So for you folks listening in other markets you'll get a chance to watch the blazers oh also uh of note i believe this is true is league pass free preview so if you don't have league pass but you want to enjoy it i think they they do that right around this time so yeah uh that's it for me this evening uh blazers go to 1-0 with a 113 104 win over the utah jazz damian lillard 39 points and we will talk to you later on in the week as the season is finally underway It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 17.